Desiree Casimir was my guest back in November 2022 on the episode entitled Emerging from a Traumatic Life You Don't Belong In. After living through many traumatic events in her life, such as being diagnosed with a terminal illness, burying her baby and going through a divorce, Desiree decided her life needed to change. In fact, she needed to change. So Desiree embarked on a journey to not only help herself, but to help other people transform too. And when we last met, which was about three months ago, Desiree had graduated from the Jay Shetty School as a certified life coach. And we thought it would be interesting now to catch up and look at how Desiree is, is doing and how where she is on her journey. So that's basically what we're doing. So welcome to the show, Desiree. It's <laughs> lovely to have you here again. It's lovely yes, to see you. Thanks. So, so good to be back. Yeah, great, great to see you again. And you're looking mm-hmm. good. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So 57 this year, yes. Oh, bless you. Oh, happy birthday when you get there. (laughs) One of the things you said, and one of the reasons for doing this kind of review was you Mm. sent me a message a little while back and and you were saying that when we did the episode, the fact Mm. that we kind of bunched all your traumas together in, in like one sentence made you really have to reflect on it again and really kind of work through it so so tell me about that what sort of things came up for you yeah so I've got to be honest Sue I have had a transformation since our last conversation it just it broke me open it really did I need to send you a bill now then (laughs) (laughs) yeah we might we might have to discuss that Um, but no seriously I am a changed but I I did not realize That was my first podcast. So when I listened back to myself and my story, and especially the way you introduced it, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but when you hear your story back and you're talking, you you hear it from a completely different, you know, prism. You see it through a different prism. You hear it through different ears. And when, when you invited me on the podcast and I, you know, gave you a bio to introduce me and I'd actually said after facing many adversities in life, but when you introduced me, you had changed that word to trauma. And I had never correlated my life with trauma. Right. Thinking that trauma with a capital T was mm. people, you know, who went through awful things like tsunamis or earthquakes or sexual abuse or just really really awful things and when you use the word trauma I was like oh I sort of felt quite taken aback by that but then when we talked about it and I've since talked about it with a lot of my friends when I you know talked about my my life in in London you know facing extreme racism and getting spat at and punched out and you know called names and then going back to, you know, a very traumatic childhood where my parents were, very, you know, there was a lot of violence, there was a lot of alcoholism, and that was that was my life. So at, at school I was, you know, being traumatised from a racist point of view, from racism, and then going back home to, you know, this violence. And my nervous system was dysregulated for my entire life, mm. and that is what trauma is. It's not necessarily what we've all thought about it to be, surviving a war or, you know, the Holocaust or something like that. 
it's actually a dysregulated nervous system. Mm-hmm. So that could be, you know, trauma with a capital T or with a small T. It's still trauma, trauma yeah. if your system is, is you know, if you're, if you're operating from that fight or flight, parasympathetic, you know, your nervous system is, is out of whack. And I thought, gosh, that really was quite a traumatic time in my life. And especially because it was my childhood, the body keeps the score. And unless you acknowledge it and work through it, and you really do have to do that, you can't just suppress it and you can't just ignore it or you can't do what I did was going, oh, well, you know, everyone has a tough life, you know, boo-hoo, put your big girl panties on and suck it up and get on with it sort of thing, which is what I've been doing all my life. But at some point, you really do have to own it, address it, work through it and heal from it. Mm -hmm. So that first podcast we did a few months ago was the beginning of that journey for me. That's really interesting because that wasn't my intention. But when I when no. I when I saw the word adverse adversary, adverse what was it? Adversary? Adversary. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> I changed it to trauma. But I mean to me, I mean, you know, you nearly died when you were a child and but you live. Yeah. Yeah, you, that's you true. went through racial that, abuse, childhood abuse. You lost yeah, a baby, yeah. your firstborn yeah, baby. Yeah. That, how, how can that not be trauma? That's exactly the words that all of my friends have been saying since that. They said, Des, how, how can that not be trauma? Everyone's been saying those exact words. You know, I did have TB. I did have a week to live. I was, you know, grew up in a very racist city. My parents were immigrants. You know, they were uneducated. They did the best they could. This is not about blaming or shaming my parents, you know, but that was the life that I was born into. And it was traumatic. And I I really honestly didn't see it as that until three months ago. So there was that kind of still that kind of coping mechanism of covering it over saying, oh, it's not that bad. I can cope with it. Actually, it was still in there and it needed to come out. Correct. Correct. And it must have been there, obviously, at a subconscious level all my life. Obviously, I mean, you know, the body keeps the score. It's got to to be there somewhere, right? Because the whole reason for for me from a very early age, I desperately needed to be a mum. I des- and I wondered about that only really in the last few years. Why did I want to become? Because I needed to reparent myself. Mm. I needed to spiritually reparent myself, but also relive my childhood through my own children, but me being the parent now and me giving my children the childhood experience that I didn't get and I wanted. So through my being a mum, and as it turned out, a single mum from when they were in nappies, I actually did that. So what what ended up being, you know, my my biggest fear was was being a single mum. I ended up being a single mum when they were one and three by my own choice. That ended up being my greatest achievement. So, and you know, this your podcast is about building confidence, and this is where you find. When you're faced with these times in life where, you know, you have to go through some really tough shit <laughs> and it's painful and you just think, I I don't, how am I going to, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. But you do. You dig deep and you find, and that's what I think my childhood gave me, that resilience, that resilience and that that 
um, reservoir that I could draw from, those resources that I could, you know, dig deep and find. And that was the upside of my very traumatic childhood. It, It really gave me these skills that I probably wouldn't have had in life had those things not have happened to me. So there's a silver lining. Yeah, because, I mean, when when we do go through a, well, any bad, well, what we consider to be a bad experience at the time, there's Mm -hmm. always a choice between being a victim, you know, Mm. falling underneath it and letting it bury you, or there's the choice of taking that as an opportunity to grow from where you are. And yes, there may be pain, you know, if it's a bad experience, you will have pain, but that doesn't mean you need to take the suffering with you for the rest of your life. It means you yes. take the pain, you learn what you yeah. need to learn, and then let go of the suffering. It doesn't need to be. And that's the part, yeah, that's the part that a lot of, a lot of us struggle with. Yeah. For a start, we'll see pain as a bad thing because it's painful. Absolutely. <laughs> When you go through the pain and when you flip that in your mind, you flip the script and you see it through a different lens and you say, we, you know, we grow through what we go through. And you you can't learn when everything's all rosy. You can't learn when everything's comfortable and handed to you. You have to go through that pain. We all have have suffered some pain, but like you say, you know, let it go. It's the second arrow. If you continue the suffering, like Michael Beckworth said, we've discussed yeah. that before. It's you know, we, if you take this, continue on the suffering, we'll choose to continue the suffering or learn the lesson. So yeah, it's be, it's been an, an interesting journey for the last few months, Sue. And I'm mo- you know, I've moved right into my new my new life, my new roles, which is obviously a life coach. I've since also qualified as a yoga instructor now I did a two-year course and really a lot of this time has been spent reflecting on that first podcast we did and thought actually owning and healing what I need to heal and not from a place of victim and not from a place of blaming or shaming as I said this is really a, a place of okay what did you learn from that and how how can that serve you now, serve your children, your friends and those around you and then your clients? Mm-hmm. And I think so far, you know, a lot of my clients, have, you know, I've told them little snippets about my story of that listen to the podcast. That's a lot of the reason why they trust me mm-hmm. is because I've gone through so much of what they've, they're going through now, whether it be a divorce or, you know, a difficult situation in their career or, you know, just within themselves, everything that pretty much they're going through, I've been through. And so that actually really does help. And that wouldn't have been the case if I hadn't have gone through it and moved me into my purpose and passion now, which is my life coaching. And I think the best coaches are the ones that are coaching on what they've experienced themselves. You can have all the qualifications in the world, but people won't trust you unless they know that you you feel what they feel or you felt what they feel. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. We then become the wounded healers. Absolutely. Uh, from from that place of of a healed wound, we then can guide them through their difficulties and their obstacles yeah so it was was, I wouldn't change anything Sue I really wouldn't change anything because for the first time in my life I actually am experiencing calm 
through my breath work and my yoga and my self-reflection and all the books I'm reading and the podcasts and having conversations with, you know, people like yourself, that once you be, once you're on that journey, that's it. You, you're on you're on your path, and I've actually experienced real peace, and my nervous system is calm, and I can make decisions with good clarity now. And I've, like I said, I've walked away from a very comfortable life where I had the trophy house and the luxury car and the business and the partnership and none of it none of it was making me happy at all I ticked all the boxes of what I thought I needed to do what society told me to do and then I had to think very carefully if it was what I wanted to do and was I just being influenced by those around me or you know society and I think everyone gets to this point in in their life and definitely at a later stage in life you know in my mid-50s now to go well I've done all that So (laughs) now what, you know, it's, if if that was making me happy, then great, no problem. But it wasn't. I knew there was something else that I needed to do. The trouble is when, when you're looking externally for happiness, if there's something inside you that isn't happy, then external happiness, it just won't work. It won't, it will bring you happiness, but happiness is short term. I mean, we can see that in life. If you're yes. happy, you can be happy for a while, but then something will happen and you won't be happy and then you'll get through it and then you'll be happy again. That's happiness is up and down, up and down, which is what life's supposed to be. Peace is internal Correct. and you have to go inside. So all your self-reflection and learning, that's all been done inside. That's where your yes. joy is. Yes. And even now when I have a bad day and I had a pretty bad day today, I had a terrible night's sleep and, you know, I was laying in Shavasana getting a bit of a boo-hoo on thinking, you know, what was me? And, and even, but if I, when I have a bad day now, I know it's just a bad day. Yeah. It's not a bad life. It's not a bad choice that I've made. It's just a bad day. A bad day doesn't mean a bad life. A bad, I, even in my worst moments now, I'm still happier than what I was then living in the big house and and all of that and having, you know, a, a very good income and so on. I'm still happier now on my worst day because even in, in that moment, I know I'm going to come out of it and tomorrow's a new day, but I still have peace in that moment. Mm. So it's just a journey of healing that I'm going through that I must experience and, and continue on. And it builds that, it does build confidence in you when you, when you make those decisions. I think I was thinking about it today. I thought, what really does build confidence? And I thought it's actually a combination of trust, as in trust in yourself, Mm. and courage. Yeah. So you need to have, you need to make those little promises to yourself every morning. You know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do 10 minutes of yoga. I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to, you know, eat well today or whatever the case may be. You know, make, keep these little promises to yourself and build trust within yourself. And then you've got the courage to step out of your little comfort zone and do bigger things and make bigger, bigger strides, you know, small steps and then bigger strides. And then once you've built up the trust and the courage, that's where you gain your confidence. So Mm. I think it's a combination of trust and courage that then builds your confidence as you go and trusting yourself, like, as I know right now, no matter what this path I'm on now, no matter where it takes me, that is where I need to go. So 
I'm not afraid. I'm not operating out of fear anymore. Whereas before I was operating very much out of fear. You know, yeah. oh gosh, I don't want to lose everything. I've worked so hard, you know, and I and I had worked hard. But it doesn't matter if that work wasn't meant to be. Even if that you've worked really hard and you've gained all these things and you have to walk away from it, you you'll have to do that to save yourself. Mm. Because I think I think the bigger question to ask is what is it costing me to stay? Not what is it going to cost me if I if I stay? What is it going to cost me if I if I do stay? What is it really costing me on my emotional, psychological, and spiritual level? What is it? What is what is the cost? And mm. is it worth it? Mm. So I think that's the bigger question to ask if anyone out there is stuck and struggling in a life situation, whether it be a relationship, a marriage, a, a situation at work, or you know, in business. If they're stuck, and I think the question to ask is, what is it? Re- what is the cost to me? Yeah. You know, is, is can can I afford to stay? But really, can I? You know, can I afford to go? But really, can I afford to stay? Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, and then you you you'll know when you've made the right decision because it's aligned with your authentic self, and this peace, this calm will wash over you, and and the fear will go, the fear will just dissipate because you will accept that you're doing the right thing for you and wherever that path takes you is where you need to be. Absolutely. I think the the last line of the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, if I remember it correctly, it goes something like, he because in the book he asks questions and then answers them. So he's, he's like he's talking to somebody else. Yes, I know. The question yes. was, how will I know when I reach en- enlightenment? And he said, mm. you won't have to ask. Yes. You know that you're exactly. there. Exactly. It is a peace that comes over you. And no matter what difficult day you have, or that, you know, life is difficult. It's going to be difficult no matter what. But you have a different view on it. You have a, you show up differently. You, it, it sits with you very, very in a different way than when you are not on your path and when you are not aligned mm. with what you're supposed to be doing in your authentic self. Even though from the outside looking in, it could look great. Your life could look great. But people don't know behind closed doors what's really going on. And all of us are really good at smiling and and playing, you know, playing the roles that we all have until we can't anymore. That's it. We don't know when we when we talk to somebody, when we see somebody, especially when we see somebody. And somebody gave me a really good example the other day of, of Robin Williams, the actor comedian who committed suicide, yeah. saying, you know, we thought he was so funny, so brilliant to watch, such a good actor, so good hearted because he would give jobs to homeless people in the town yeah. he was working in, but killed himself because he was desperately unhappy with his life. And, you know, you yeah. think... How could he be? He had everything. But so him, many comedians, I think, are hiding a yeah, lot of pain. Like the face of a clown, isn't it? Yes, yes. But yeah, the, exactly that. You're you're wearing a mask and you're going on and, and you know, you think, I've got it. I've, you know, I've made it all. This is this yeah. is great, you know. This I, I must be doing all the right things. But then you sit with yourself and you go, something is off. Something is just not sitting well with me and I need to get really clear and get really still. Write it down if you have to. What are the pros and cons? You know, what are the pros and cons of staying? What are pros and cons of making a different decision and going down a different path? And then once you've made that choice, just just 
trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's, like I said, what builds your confidence. Yeah. And as you go through these things in life and you are true to yourself and no matter what, and you take the road less travelled, <laughs> you take the hard journey and then you come out the other side and you go, oh, wow, I am all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I got <Yeah>. it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. So what is next for you then? Gosh, okay. So this year I'm going to get my accreditation with the AC, so I'm just in the process of doing that now. I might start to dabble in a bit of yoga teaching. I've just come back from Bali where I did a lot of, I went to a yoga retreat there. I did I did a lot of meditation. I thought, you know what, this is something I'd like to do because it's actually all aligned with life coaching and wellness and mindfulness and so on. So I think that's something I might explore further this year but mostly I'm doing something I've never done which is social media I have never had social media in my life I've never had Facebook Instagram TikTok nothing because there just wasn't any room for it in my life it just it just wasn't a thing for me but of course now I have to get myself out there so that's that's a whole other beast isn't it social media so that's that's what I have to conquer now my my fear of social media and get up and running with my practice and just continue to really be very, very quiet, very still. My yoga and my meditation and my beach walk every morning is my non-negotiable. That's what I do every morning. And that centers me so that no matter what day I have, that's I'm, I'm good. I put my armor on, I'm good. And really that that's it. I'm, in fact, I'm making sure that I have less things to do now <laughs> instead of me constantly being this ridiculous overachiever. And, and, and you know, that comes from, my childhood as well you know I have to prove everything yeah. and I thought no you don't you don't need to prove anything to you anymore Des. You, you really don't you know your boys are well on their way and you can just take life at at your pace now and do it at a more what's the word it's a, a peaceful more elegant pace <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's that's me doing as little as possible actually <laughs> What's next for you? Well, nothing. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to walk along the beach. <laughs> do what Eckhart Tolle did. He sat on a park bench for two years. He did. And I thought, look at the the level of enlightenment that man has. He is literally a world leader, you know, a spiritual master. Yeah. I mean, everyone's read, you know, Eckhart's books, Power of yeah. Now and New Earth. It's yeah. just life changing. And that man sat on a park bench for two years. And that actually is one of my favourite things to do. Not for two years. That might be a bit too long, but for a couple of hours. (laughs) I just love to sit and just watch people. It's just so interesting. But it's so lovely, especially if you do it out in a park and you're in nature. And it's that meditation within itself. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we really, it's really underrated. People really need to just go and sit and do nothing. Don't take, you know, don't even take a book. Don't take music. Don't take anything. Just sit there and watch the, you know, the the birds and the trees and people and just be. And that's literally all he did and contemplated and self-reflected. It's quite amazing what you can what you can uncover about yourself when you go really, really quiet and really still. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Well, good luck for the future. 
Thank you. So sure, much, you'll Sue. need to come on again in like another few months and and tell us where you are. <laughs> yes, and I, I say I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that, and then I end up doing so many other things. So yes, I'll definitely <laughs> come back <laughs> and touch base again. Bless you. Well, thank, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really interesting, and I'm I'm so pleased to see that you're happy. And I'm going to write out my bill and send it to you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right. Thank, Thank you. you.